I'm Shannon. I'm Emma. And welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist. We did it. We did it with no problems. <laughs> it's like we've been doing this for a couple weeks in a row. 13 to be exact. I mean, uh, I do understand your your mild surprise. I know. <laughs> there were a couple moments for last week that were like a little shambly. That's all right. But you love it. Yeah. Dear I almost said dear readers. <laughs> like you were like you were on Gossip Girl. Or the, the great segue. You didn't even know that you were going to. I did not. But like Gossip Girl. <laughs> Gossip Girl. Hosted by Goofy, apparently. Um, <laughs> Gossip Girl or Lady Whistledon in Bridgerton. I which, still have not watched this. Both you and Shelby have told me to watch this. Yeah. I'm getting there. It, that's fine. I It came out on, on Christmas and I only just started it. Uh confession, I procrastinated doing this research, not once, not twice, but three times in favor of watching Bridgerton. Uh, I only have two episodes left. There are eight episodes. (laughs) Uh, But that's okay. Uh, Fear not, Regency era drama and like conspiracies are coming soon because now I am fully invested and I wanted to do something, but I just couldn't make the research happen in time. But everybody go watch it and... Reach out to us if you know us in real life and uh, talk to us about it. Or at least talk to me talk about to it. Talk to Shannon about it. Because... I'll, I'll let y'all know when I have Oof. engaged with it. Girl. Engagement is you mean, all... You mean, you mean girl. Goyle. <laughs> what? That's, that makes you sound like a drag queen. <laughs> girl. It's Sister Something. She's back something from the previous episode. Anyway. Go watch it. Um, but thinking about it, thinking about England... Made me want to travel even more, specifically to England, for a variety of reasons. Yes. Including, but not limited to, the Vine House and the World Carrot, Carrot Museum. Museum. Obviously. Not a sponsor, but we really should reach out and see Honestly. if they're interested. Um, it, we wouldn't even... I won't put it out there. You should pay for sponsorships, but like... We would, we just I might just do it. For free. We're currently doing it for free. Yeah, that's true. Um, I hope their visitation goes up after COVID. Seriously. Um, but anyway, so I really want to travel. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Here is uh, something that is not a new or a hot take, but 2020 sucked. Yep. <laughs> for... So happy that it's 2021, regardless of the fact that that means nothing in terms of time. Uh, no, time but is made up. It's a nice It's a nice point to just be like, ah, uh, it's behind uh, us. A new, Let's I opened a forward. new calendar. Yes. I'm it's so happy Which, about the, the image for that calendar is London. It is, yes. A cute little illustration of London. <sighs> yeah, my calendar last year and this year are both travel related, I which know. is really You're just really a... just hurting yourself. <laughs> I just but I lo- they they look like the uh sort of vintage style. They're really cute. It makes me They're happy. They're really cute. Um da da looking at my notes. What was I going to say? Sorry. Random singing. Go download the bingo card from oh. our Instagram. <laughs> That worked out so nice. I always mean to put plug it in the beginning and then I forget and then we say something that's yeah. inevitably on the I mean, bingo card. Which which helps. Yes. Uh so you can find it at our link in bio uh at this podcast doesn't exist on Instagram. Please play along uh and share it. Tag us in your story if you share the bingo card. We'd love to see it. Uh yes, 2020 sucked. 
For me specifically, it sucked because I couldn't take my trip to Colorado to visit my mom. Yeah. Hi, mom. I think you're listening. Hi, Karen. Uh, <laughs> so. I miss you. Hello. Uh, yes, Emma's already requested to join us on the next. Yes, please. Excursion and. Uh, Mom said that was fine. Oh, perfect. She Thanks, Karen. <laughs> She's like, I'll pick an easy hike. Aw, thanks. She knows. Ooh, altitude is no joke, you guys. That's not related at all to the topic of this this episode, but the altitude kicks your butt. Yeah, I'm not excited for that. But so long as we're there for like a, like more than three days, oh, yeah. like I'll be fine. You're good. You're good. But okay, let's get through, back through the let's topic of this episode. Yes. I'm gonna manifest travel for us in the new year. Aww, thanks, so everybody, man. let's take a two-second break. Close your eyes. Picture where you want to be traveling. Post-vaccine, everybody's safe. Everybody's great. You feel totally at ease as much as you can in an airplane. Sorry, Emma, that I stressed you out with the last episode it's that totally I hosted, fine. but it's fine. Picture it. They have all the best snacks that you love on the plane. Your bag comes out first at the luggage carousel. Ugh, so exciting. So we're manifesting all that through today's topic, which is the conspiracies of the Denver International Airport. Yes! Man, you have no idea how excited I am for this! <laughs> wow. I tried so hard Yeah, not to I, I saw you trying not to scream, but guys, she raised her fists. In a, in a gesture of triumph, like she was Rocky or something. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so, I, okay. Okay. I am, I am buckled in and oh. pulling, pulling tight. Yes. Across Please my tighten waist. your lap belts uh, yes. across. Prepare for takeoff. Done. <laughs> Great. Did it. Alrighty. Uh, Isn't this also um, Connor's sister's? Yes. One of her things. So when I asked her, yeah, when I asked her ages ago when we first had this idea, <laughs> this we have our sister's brunch whenever there is a um, a family holiday where everyone is there, or even if not everyone is there, it's whichever sisters and sisters-in-law are around. So it's me and my three sister, sisters-in-law, including Connor's younger sister. And I remember asking this question of all of them, and mm-hmm. Connor's sister said, oh, well, I've got two. I was like, oh, gimme. She said, well, Loch Ness Monster, which she believes the Loch Ness Monster is, like, not still in Loch Ness. That there was, like, a subterranean uh, tunnel that Loch Ness is now in the Atlantic. Oh. So I was like, oh. oh More interesting to be scared of the ocean. Exactly. Um, and her second was the Denver airport. And when I asked her why, she just goes, just look it up. Like, there, she couldn't even, she didn't even want to explain it to me. She was like, just, dude, well, just go look it And there is so much. Guys, I have 14 pages of notes. Granted, several of those are photos, so maybe 10 or 11 pages of notes. That's still. At 14-point font, but still. All right, so, the Denver International Airport, just to give you a brief <laughs> little overview before we dive in, uh, was number 29 in a 2008 Skytrax rating of the world's best airports which made it the best airport out of all the U.S. Whoa. It's also North America's best regional airport and the fifth best regional airport in the world. Dang. And then I'm going to show you a lovely little photo Mm. of the Denver International Airport at night. You can view this on our Instagram. There are tons of great photos for this episode, I must say. Okay, I'm going to say I had no concept of what the Denver airport actually looked like. 
But this honestly looks to me as if it's like a camp ground almost. Yeah. Because there's like, look at the picture. Um, it's it's as if there's just a ton of tents set up. Yes, I can see that. Uh, I saw a lovely little clip of one of the architects or one of the designers explaining that Colorado, at least right where they were building, is very flat oh, as a plain. Uh, but in the distance, you can see the uh, Rocky Mountains oh. from up to 60 or 80 miles away. You can see them, I think they said. Jeez. So this idea of very flat juxtaposed against peaks and and they're kind of layered peaks. So then they tried to huh. recreate that. So like the parking structures and stuff are very flat. But then the tent uh, kind of imagery of the... That's interesting. Of the roof. And that's actually a very thin material. But it's very... I don't know. They lock in the heat. Sturdy and the, Yeah, I don't... Interesting. I, I find it interesting that when they were building it, that they were considering the natural architecture. Yes. I appreciate that. We, we yes, love... Yes, Colorado. We, we love Colorado, honestly. If, if... I don't do extreme seasons. Otherwise, I would move out there with my mom so quick. But it starts snowing in May sometimes. Yeah. And it starts snowing in October. Yeah. And then there's a thing called mud season. Yeah. Which is, I'm not about. My mom, when she lived in Boulder, I think it was Boulder, um, she was uh, at college. And there was one day where it literally snowed in the morning. And then in the afternoon, it all melted and they went to the pool. Wild. Yeah. Truly. I will say the first, uh, typically I would visit my mom the week of... Labor Day, that's the one in September, right? Yeah. Memorial Day is in May. So Labor Day, because my previous job, our offices would close uh, for a week, which was lovely. And I just remember when the first year I went to visit her, we were driving back to to Denver Airport, which is like two, three hours away from where my mom lives um, on the side of a mountain. Um, And we were driving up said little mountain out of the valley, and she goes... Oh, yeah, sometimes in the winter when it snows too much, they have to close the pass here. Yeah. And I just looked at her and said, excuse me? What? And she's like, oh, yeah, it, there's too much snow. So, And I was, and in that moment, I was like, oh, so I will only ever visit you in late summer, early fall, because that sounds like the beginning of a zombie movie to me. Yeah, no, thank you. Like, what if you, what if you need a hospital or yeah, something? Yeah, no, no, thank you. So anyway, anyway. That's just specific about where my mom lives in my experience in Colorado. But, but anyway. so you've been to this airport. I have, yes. I've flown into and out of this airport. Okay. Recently. Like within the fairly, past few years. Fairly, yes. Yeah. And I did check through all my photos and Instagram stories to see if I had taken any photos of any of the kind of weird stuff that's around. And I haven't. Like, I didn't, which I was disappointed in myself. But I mean, there... you probably weren't paying attention to it, honestly. Oh, there's some stuff you definitely notice. Oh, but we'll get there. Okay. So, but there are great photos. Check it out on our Instagram. Alrighty. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about the construction. Okay. So, DIA, Denver International Airport, the World Airport Code is actually DEN, which makes sense, Denver. Denver. But I'll refer to it as DIA throughout because that's easier than saying Denver International Airport over and over again. Um, so, it has actually faced accusations of conspiracy since its inception so before it was even built 
it was already being talked about oh as being kind of shady. And that's because there was already a functioning international airport in Denver at the time that what? it was built. Um, because Colorado is definitely kind of a doorway to the West in terms of location, Denver has always been a busy destination for air travel. So Stapleton International Airport was the functioning airport already in Denver, located closer to the city itself um, than the current airport is. Uh, And at times, it was a main hub for up to three or four airlines at a time. So definitely a very busy functioning airport. So ostensibly no reason to have another airport. If you don't know anything about airports, yes. But... (laughs) Like, if you were just a random citizen who didn't bother to read any of the news, you just saw the headline and you were like, ugh. Uh, so, so me. Yeah. <laughs> I have no concept of airports as They didn't other cover this than, in your master's degree. No, no. They, Georgetown University had no interest in, in the airline The English department did not care. No. You're too small. Stapleton International Airport, the design of its runways did not play nicely with local weather conditions or like wind patterns uh which could sometimes cause nationwide airline delays so sort of like uh everyone knows like chicago's o'hare airport is notorious for terrible weather and if they you know it's a domino effect if all the flights out of chicago are delayed then everyone else is delayed exactly it's a it's a layover space Uh, too and that you know that was just okay the facts of what it was up so That led the officials in the region to explore plans to build a new airport. And, you know, it was a very busy hub. They were growing, so trying to expand. But if you're a conspiracy theorist, you're like, if it wasn't broke, why? Why fix? It was like a little broken, though. But anyway, so uh, Denver International Airport finally replaced Stapleton um, as the Denver Area Airport. On February 28th, 1995, 16 months behind schedule. Whoa. And at a cost of $4.8 billion, which is equivalent to $8.1 billion today. That's an insane amount of money. Not that I have actually any concept of how much money airports cost to build, but that still seems like way over budget. Correct. Nearly $2 billion over budget, Emma. Which is $3.4 billion today. Still. <laughs> a lot. Yes. So a large portion of this cost came from the development and troubleshooting of a totally automated baggage system. Oh. Which I, cu- I got real in the weeds, but Uh-oh. I wasn't mad about it because I was really nerding out about it. Uh, there's a New York Times article in the show notes all about it. So if you would like to... <laughs> also get in the weeds please join me here in the tall grass with the pokemon um so the the idea was that it would cut down on wait times it would reduce the amount of lost luggage and it would reduce costs because then you wouldn't need to have actual humans handling the bags and the idea that from the handoff at the counter that your bag would get zipped around to all the different places in the airport totally automatically sounds lovely sounds like something out of wally toy story yeah do you remember in toy story 2 that whole sequence yes Yes. (laughs) Um, that's all i can think about 100 percent. so it claimed to to do all those things 
survey says false. <laughs> Wrong. Um, so unfortunately, the system never worked how it truly was supposed to and cost literally millions of dollars uh, in troubleshooting. Oh literally a million dollars a day trying to oh. troubleshoot this system. Uh, and then in maintenance over the years, and then reading the article, which you guys, the weeds are hilarious. So check out the article. It described that the system would just like fling luggage off the conveyor belt <laughs> or like damage items. Like they invited reporters to come and like see a demonstration and the reporters got to witness like this machine just clothes strewn across the conveyor oh belts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It just, just just chucking them. Yeah, it just destroyed the luggage. It did not work at all how it was supposed That's to. So funny. It is very unfortunate for the people. Who's, oh, of course. Who were contracted to be, build it? I would be pissed. Well, the article also was like, um, I didn't write down the name of the company, but it was like such and such industrials that was uh, contracted to to build this system has since been liquidated, and no one involved in the creation of the system has responded to request for comment or something like that. It just, everyone was like, nope. <laughs> I don't, we don't talk about Denver. We don't talk about Denver. We don't talk about it. Um, so it's just very funny. It, it just came down to the fact that the computer technology in 1993, 94, when they were in development for this, just was not as sophisticated as they wanted it to be. You know, in a perfect yeah. world with the best quality of everything, theoretically that could work, but... The system didn't leave any wiggle room for error or yeah. for max capacity. Yeah. Um, you know, think like non-COVID times, Christmas airport travel. Oh, golly. How many bags and everything. Yeah, they're, they're working on a back to the future idea of like, yes, this will be yes. definitely exactly what I build it to be. Yes. Flux capacitor. <laughs> That's all I remember about that movie. Well done. Alrighty, so uh, only... United, which is Denver's busiest airline, utilized a portion of this system, but they only utilized it for departures because the system, the technology just never worked for arrivals. It never just couldn't turn them out. It could not do what it was supposed to. So United was paying the city of Denver, which technically owned this system, sixty million dollars a year in rent, essentially, to use this technology. It's a lot of money. It's a very elaborate system, even if it only sort of worked and not in the way that they were supposed to. But I guess if you're the busiest, biggest airline out of a specific airport, it's Might maybe well. worth uh, doing but, that. Yeah. However, in 2005, demand to cut costs caused United to cease the use of the system and return exclusively to human baggage handlers, uh, like the majority of airports around the world. That's kind of what people do uh, at airports. Yeah. You know, you see them out of the side of your plane, chucking the bags into, or I guess onto the conveyor belt that goes into the belly of your plane. You know, it's great. They have a union. Good for them. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. So I go into all of that to share with you that this elaborate baggage system called for 26 miles of underground track as well as conveyor belt systems with little carts on them and machinery Throughout the airport. That's a lot of space. Do yes. we have an idea of how large the airport actually is? Stop looking at my notes, Emma. Oh, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> this system, uh, the baggage system, contributes to DIA being the world's second largest airport by acreage. 
The first is the King Fahd International Airport in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. That makes sense. Which is a whopping 77,600 hectares of land in Saudi Arabia. I'm assuming that's a lot. I don't actually know how large a hectare is. I don't either, but it seems significant. I mean, that number is large enough that so long as it weren't like the size of half a penny, I think it makes sense. <laughs> right. So uh, that's how large the, the largest airport in the world is. Okay. Denver International Airport is 13,571 hectares, which makes it the largest airport in the United States. The second largest in the U.S. is Dallas International Airport, and you can fit almost two Dallas airports inside the space of the Denver International Airport. Atlanta. So, the sheer size of this airport, which is twice the size of Manhattan. Wait. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're including every bit of land, so all the runways and things. It's not like the building is that large. Oh, my God. <laughs> my brain just broke because I'm thinking the island of Manhattan is large. It's just a giant building. No, it's, I assume it's all okay. of the land. All the hectares. All of hectares, hectares. Hectares, hectares. All right. Uh, but yes, the sheer size of this airport, paired with the massively overshot budget, has prompted conspiracists to speculate over what might be hidden beneath the campus. Now I have some photos for you. You can see them on the Instagram. Instagram! So here's an example of one of the underground tunnels. Okay, so we're functioning on an idea of, like, Disney World-ish. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason why I got... Stuck, into it. stuck in, in the weeds in that article because I love knowing how giant things work. Like, I love all the behind-the-scenes secrets of Disney World, which I won't get into. If you Here. are also into it, DM me and I'll tell you this book that I really love. What might be lurking underneath? That's, a, that's an alien! Oh! A chalk drawing of an alien on a wall. <laughs> all right, so our next and favorite section. Conspiracy! <gasps> I missed a oh, note. the remix. It's the remix. All right. Connor would be so upset with me. Catch our EP coming out sometime. Uh, All right. So theories of aliens, lizard people, <laughs> and hidden bunkers have all been proposed as the true reason for the enormous footprint of the Denver International Airport. I'm so excited. I would <laughs> love the idea of a bunker. Well, stay tuned. We like got a, a nicely lot. furnished one. <laughs> not like a, it's not all like, like a hole in the in the pottery floor. barn. Yeah. <laughs> and like sun lamps everywhere. Bun- <laughs> the bunker brought brought to you by Pottery Barn. So during construction of the airport, supposedly a worker reported seeing entrances to bunker areas down in the tunnels. Okay. They didn't say that they tried to go in them. Uh, right. Anything, yeah, that would be my next question. Did you go in? They were already 16 months behind schedule. There was no time for exploration. <laughs> no. Well, he wasn't or she wasn't. The worker wasn't. Well, overall, I don't know. Maybe the the head, what is it? Manager. The head contractor person was like, Get to it. 
Supposedly, there are grainy lizard people videos that exist online, but I could not find any of them, so apparently I did not pass the tinfoil vibe check. Seriously, though, because you've got it. You've got to just go digging through like the lizard dark web. Look, I tried. No, I know. I read not- through. <laughs> I read through the comments of some of the YouTube videos that are in the show notes and that you'll see at some point today. And then one guy was like, "Oh, I worked for the city. My badge got got me into all the." areas of the airport watch my videos to learn the truth and then when i went to his youtube channel he had one video that was like a bus driver leaving the bus to go into a store there was nothing about the airport <laughs> and i was like i was ready to go down this rabbit hole oh because you know how people say like youtube is irresponsible because it allows people to get into these conspiracy yeah. like k-holes i was ready but it didn't happen i'm guessing that he found out the truth and they deleted all of those videos, and he is now dead. And the only one that's left on there is the one that's the most innocuous. Whoa. Innocuous? Innocuous. Innocuous. You have two degrees in English. I don't know. Dude, neither do I. <laughs> it's a language I was it was supposed to already know. Fair. And I just love this little tidbit that apparently maintenance and baggage workers at the airport have been known to don lizard or alien masks when uh, they're down in the tunnels while press is being, like, toured That's <laughs> incredible! I just love that they're trolling. I love that so much. Talk, about, it, talk about a great place to work. If it were me, <laughs> though, I would really just throw something new into the mix and put on, like, a Bigfoot suit. But still wearing suit. Still no, like a Bigfoot no, whole thing, but still wearing like my official oh, vest. That's so cute. <laughs> like the neon vest. I'd wear a ghillie suit and sit in the corner and just jump out. Well, I don't know if you'd be able to get paid for that. No, but I would I just really want a ghillie suit. Well, Christmas is coming in twelve months. Or your birthday. Connor, take notes. Seriously. I would love a ghillie suit. We'll talk about it. So, there are also claims that these underground tunnels run as far as NORAD out in Colorado Springs. Whoa. Which is nearly 100 miles away. That's insane. Yeah. And I, as is always the case, I read it in one of these articles and then didn't write it down. <laughs> but the current longest existing tunnel is around half that distance. Yeah. And it took them a decade to tunnel out. Yeah. So probably not. Mm. But again, also in the videos uh, that are in the show notes, some of they're all very uh, humorous. There's like a definitely some tongue in cheekness to all of them. But there's one where the reporter is getting driven around on a golf cart by a representative from the airport. And she's like, Yep, I'll drive you to the end of the tunnel. Like, here we go. Woo, woo, woo. And like, it's, it's very cute. Watch the videos. They're fun. All right. But back to the idea of the hidden bunkers. Yes. So. I'm here for this. There are several proposed reasons for these bunkers. There might be some overlap depending on your specific strain of belief. Okay. But I'm going to kind of lay it out. Okay. So one would be a fallout shelter or a series of fallout shelters for the world's wealthy and political elite. Interesting so, case, but okay. Forget anything on the East Coast. The president is is going to get... Yeeted. <laughs> wow. 
I was going to say flown out to Denver. I would love to yeet the president. The current one? Yeah. Sure. It's too heavy. (laughs) Anyway. Never mind. The second proposed origin of these supposed bunkers is the headquarters of the Illuminati. Dude! Guys, I wish you could see. There are so many excellent modern dance moves happening. And so many bingo cards. You're welcome. I didn't even go out of my way to do this. This is great. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sitting in rapt attention. I'm I'm ready. So allegedly, back when the airport was being constructed, the first five buildings constructed for the airport, the airport. (laughs) Goyle. Goyle. Airport. I don't know where my drag queen's from, but it's a work in progress. But anyway, the first five buildings constructed for the airport were somehow botched, and instead of demolition or, you know, any other kind of logical idea, uh, the structures were instead sunk and built over. So there are, like, five fully-fledged buildings, supposedly, beneath the airport, which are the Illuminati Um, headquarters. Um, 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 can you get to these... Do we have any clue if we uh, can no. get to these? This is all supposed. This is like these construction workers from the original. Oh, oh okay. And this isn't like it's not like we oh we, we definitely... knocked down a wall and oh there was a, a fully fledged bathroom or something. No. Oh, we knocked down a wall and there was just a conference room filled with lizards. <laughs> we'll get there. In business attire. Oh, we'll get there. Oh wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next idea. For these bunkers is the idea of the new world order. Yes. And then I'm going to show you a little photo, Emma, which is supposedly an art piece. The I, Denver. I just need you to know, I freaking love that you say supposedly correctly. It makes me so happy. Oh, instead of supposedly? I hate that. I try. I there just, are other things I surely say incorrectly. But. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It just, I needed to tell you how much I love that you do it's that. It's okay. I know you're a nerd. It's fine. Thanks, man. So. Yes. I'm going to show you a Sorry. photo. Yes. Available on our on our Instagram. Mm. That is supposedly. Thank you. An art piece. An art installation. So the Denver International Airport, in addition to being a highly suspicious airport, like I mentioned earlier, is very highly ranked. And one of the things that contributes to that, I was going to say customer, I guess it is customer experience, passenger experience, traveler experience, is that they really love art. So 1% okay. of the budget of every construction prog- project goes to art, commissioning art and sharing art. So there are permanent installations, there are rotating exhibits. It is very cool from my personal experience being there, but it is very nice. Even if you don't... It's very Colorado thing. Even if you don't stop and t- look at the art and take it in and read the little plaque, it's still cool that there's stuff to look at while you're standing waiting for the little train yeah. or whatever it may be. So this photo that I'm going to show you is supposedly an art installation called Untitled, but then on the website they said parentheses interior garden. Which makes me confused, because why didn't you just name it Interior Garden? Modern, but... modern art that is titled untitled makes me so upset. Well, I understand yeah. the reasons. I do. 
I get it, but like, uh, yeah. Ugh. But I love that the airport at least was like, well, we need to refer to it as something, something. specific. So this is by Michael Singer, and I'm just gonna let Emma share her thoughts, and then I will ask some questions. What am I looking at? What are you looking at? That's a good question. So this is on top of a concourse. Yeah. While you're waiting for the train, I have seen this. Um, I pass by this on my way to get my bags every time I visit this airport. But does it not remind you, perhaps, of some sort of fallout shelter, or if not the shelter itself, more of a post-apocalyptic world that you yeah. would need a fallout shelter It's a for? lot of, I'm going to say it's a lot of concrete, mm-hmm. but also the possibility that those are windows. Mm-hmm. But maybe... I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's not attractive foliage. Nope. And it's and you'll see on the photo that it's not just viewed from below. You also you can see it from above. You walk into the car and you look down and you're not expecting to see that. No, it, and that side looks like cinder block. Mm-hmm. So and there are a lot of photos available on um Fly Denver is the name of their website for Cute. the airport. And they have a whole photo gallery for every art installation. So it's not just one photo, it's multiple that you can take in. That's, that's nice. Yeah, it's very cool. As a as an almost art history minor, because there was one more class and I was not having it senior year, but I can still appreciate the art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate that they take the time. So we're going to, I'm going to show you another photo and then lay some more info on you. Um, <laughs> So theorists, conspiracy theorists, point to the airport's dedication stone, which is also a time capsule, as a source of secret third-party clues. Oh. So I'm going to show it to you. Does anything stand out to oh, you? Oh, a Masonic symbol mm-hmm. is very front and center. Mm-hmm. March 19th, 1994. New World Airport Commission. Mm-hmm. Aeronautics. All right. There's uh, there's so much in that. You already hit all my main points. You so, did much better than I thought you were going to do. Oh, thanks, man. Not in like a shady no, way. No, I know. I thought mainly just the Freemasons were going to stand out to you. So, yes. I mean, it's very much front and center. Yes. Or like center and down. But it's towards the bottom of the stone, but that's fine. So you can see this on our Instagram, blah, blah, blah. You get it. So the Freemasons, we've mentioned them in passing before. Oh, yes. I did appreciate one of these articles shared a list of of Freemasons, and I just had to share the list because the last person really just gave me a chuckle. Oh, no. And I think we'll also give you an unexpected celebrity mention (gasps) on your bingo card. So, you got people that make sense, like Benjamin Franklin, Winston Churchill, J. Edgar Hoover, and then the last person that they listed is Shaq. Shaq? Yeah. Shaq. Shaq? Of the, of the shoulder shoulder. Yes. Is there more than one iconic No, Shaq? there is not. Other but than I the just... love Shaq? Get it? Thank you. Thank you. No, but Shaq, the giant that lives amongst us. Amongst us? Amongst us. Among us. Yes. I love him. Yeah, apparently he's a Freemason. That, for some reason, both surprises and does not surprise me. Mostly because there is nothing that that man can do that I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Nope. I, you know. I love him. I just, it's, it's chill. The reality with the Freemasons 
is that while there may have been civic ties to the construction of the airport and the fact that they ended up on this uh, dedication stone, there was no actual financial or other oh, okay. type of control over the construction. So people say like the Freemasons honorary... were like pulling the strings behind the scenes, but it might just be an honorary thing of like, here you go. Mm-hmm. People point out the date of the airport's dedication. March 19th, 1994. If you add those numbers together... Oh gosh, I hate numerology. Which doesn't make sense to me because they completely ignore the fact that March... Is a number. Is a thing. So, 19, the date 19, and then the year 1994. So, 1 plus 9 plus 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 4 equals represents perfection to the Illuminati. Oh, golly. I this is this is where like for everything else, every other conspiracy theory, I'm like, yes, get crazy on it. When it comes to numerology, <laughs> I for some reason, I'm just like, oh, you have all the time in the world to be so stupid and this is what you chose. Well, the stupidest of the stupid. And I can't. You just ignored. You made the numbers work for you by ignoring the fact. Well, I will say March is spelled out on here though, so maybe that's why mm. they're only adding the number numbers. Oh, but wow. it's still. I have no credence in that. Yeah, I don't. Know. I hate. I hate numerology. It makes literally no sense like it makes sense to me that they're like oh my gosh add all the numbers together and subtract them and divide them and look at it and i'm like no you're just careful emma i don't want the illuminati to come for us fight me oh fight her (laughs) all righty but then the other thing that you pointed out is that a group called the new world airport commission is listed Mm -hmm. at the head of the yes important benefactors Such a group never actually existed, neither at the time that the airport was constructed or today. Yeah, that makes sense to me, that it doesn't actually exist. I I am wondering, like, why did you bother to put it on the stone if it didn't exist? But you do you guys. So conspiracists connect this fanciful name to the idea of a new world order, also related to... The Nazis. Another one? Yeah. Unfortunately, it it relates to a lot. At least in conspiracy world. I mean, yes. When it comes to conspiracies, they're all interlocked. But like, Nazis, really? (laughs) Well, and those people also claim that the airport's runways, when viewed from above... No. Form a swastika. No, they do not. I don't really think so, but if you squint, you could make that I can see argument. where they're going, but, like, there aren't enough arms to that. Well, there are enough. I think there are too many arms. Because people say it's, like, this and this. But I'm like, Oh, I see, but you're, there's, there's, there's another like one, and then, that, and then there's, no, and like, over here, and then that one. But, yes, you could squint and maybe see that if you wanted. Okay. I, that... I, I see where people are going with that. My guess is, however, they're, that's the way they're not able to bump into each other on runways, but whatever. Yes. And Denver, again, in the weeds, uh, Denver is one of only three airports in the United States who have the maximum number of runways, which is six. Or, like, the highest number of runways. So it already has more arms than a swastika. 
Yes. I don't know if they count runways as, like, is this two because it's one outgoing winning. I don't, again, I don't know. But the time capsule should be opened. I forgot about the time capsule. Yeah, so that stone with all the stuff is the time capsule. It should be opened in 2094. Oh, gosh. So if we both live to be 100, we might get some answers. And even if we don't, we'll just ask God. That's true. We'll go to that desk with the angels. With the angels. Be like, I got some questions. You've been listening to our podcast? Yeah. Are I my mean, answers are you, already are available? Are you caught up? Should I leave you for a couple more couple more days? Because <laughs> I can let you catch up. It's fine. All right. And now we're going to talk a little bit more about some art. Some questionable art. I have a question. Uh-huh. The only piece of art that I know about is the demon horse. We'll get there. Okay. I was just excited. I really, I want to know, I wanted to know if we were going to do it. We're going to do it. And I'm so excited. We are. We are. Yay. We are. All right. I did. So I texted my mom this morning and I was like, hey, if, do you or Mike or Ben or anyone in the house have any stories related to conspiracies at the airport? If so, like record a voice memo and email it to us. And they didn't have anything specific to them, but Mike did want to make sure I knew a very specific fact about the horse. But we will get to the horse in just in just a moment. I'm so excited. Thank you, Mike. Yes. I don't know if he listens, but mom, tell Mike we said thanks. And hi. And hi. All right. So some conspiracy fans point to the unique murals of a local artist named Leo Tenguma as another clue to the New World Order's hidden power over the Denver International Airport. Hidden power. Well, yeah. Although, in like- I did... <laughs> One of the articles did did posit the question, well, if all of this conspiracy stuff is real, why would they leave so many clues to the fact that, you know, because the idea is this new world order is working behind the scenes secretly to... You hide things in plain sight. Well, I, anyway. Sorry. Hidden power because yes. it's not yeah. publicly acknowledged. Yeah. So, the first mural is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature which is said to symbolize environmental destruction versus environmental healing. And I'm going to show Emma um, these photos. On the Instagram, I only have room to include one image from the second mural. Uh, so if you want to learn more, there's plenty of photos and um, information about it online. So you can check it out. Um, also keep in mind that these murals are 28 feet large. Okay. So they take up the entire wall. Whoa. So, um, looking at this first one, which is about the, the peace in nature, people point out that there are women in coffins. There's a fiery forest. There's a city underwater in the background. What up, Atlantis? There's a, there's a, there's a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, there, and there are different um, species that have gone extinct over the years. So, there's that. And then the kind of resolution is this village of children from all different um, places in the world. And all of the animals are are alive and well. All of the the foliage is blooming. Are the dead women up and about? I believe so. I love in this one that there's a little Scottish dancer, which just makes me think of Ruth and Haley, which is adorable. Um, But they're all gathered around this, this... rainbow plant that is glowing and it's this idea of like rebirth and renewal and 
got we all got our ish together to stop destroying the environment and that we can okay. all live in peace and harmony. Are these murals opposite each other? Like uh, like across the hall from each other or are they like in a line next to each other? So the, um for the two that we just looked at, they are on the same wall. Wall, there's a door that that divides them. Okay. Um and then I believe the other mural is on the other end of the baggage claim or the other side. They're not directly facing each other okay. from what I could understand. I believe I've probably walked past these, at least one of them. You probably didn't I register. I didn't register. Although, the second one, I think, I definitely was like, what? But, again, having sat through a many modern art classes where I've gone, what the heck is going on? I've learned to kind of just roll with it until you can study it more. So, the second mural is titled, Children of the World, Dream of Peace which depicts a war versus peace theme. And this first image, I believe, is the one I'm putting on the Instagram. Um, but it it's a very striking image of a Dang. sort of Nazi. That's definitely a Nazi. Um, There's no soldier. hiding that. And, you know, destruction. Is that a, is that a gas mask or is that a skull? Well, that's up to your okay, interpretation. interpretation. All right. There's a, there's a letter from a child... Um, in Auschwitz, it's like a very, remember, this is war versus peace. So the other one was like destruction of nature versus peace and harmony with nature. So this is kind of the before. Okay. And then the after is all the children and people of the world coming together. They're destroying the Nazi sword with a hammer and all living together under a rainbow in harmony. Okay. Right. Like it's I I get it. I think that the that the message is clear when you examine both the pieces together, but out of context it could be a little jarring. Yes. Specifically the one with like the giant Nazi. The giant Nazi. (laughs) And again, it's twenty eight feet. So it is a full wall. And you're like, I'm just trying to find a Wendy's before I make my connecting flight. Yeah, I just needed to pee and fill up my water bottle. I will say they do have those automatic water bottle stations. I love those stations. They're great. Heathrow has them too, and it's just, it's perfect. Shout out to environmentally friendly airports. So the artist wrote up some very helpful descriptions to kind of explain his work, which doesn't always happen. Sometimes you go to a modern art wing of a museum, and it's just the title. And information about the artist, but I need the artist to be like, this is what I was thinking when I did this. Because yeah. I like seeing a story in things, which Professor <laughs> Professor Morse Jones in, uh, in college was always like, Shannon, it doesn't always have to be a story. And I'm like, but it does. Um, but people won't, people don't read them because, you know, they're traveling. Yeah, they're, stuff. they're still moving around. Yeah, so... I do have a little video that I'm going to show Emma. It is available in the show notes if you want to learn more about the origins of these murals. Uh, The murals themselves are currently in storage, not because of the controversy, but because there's some construction going on, but they're said to be coming back in the future. How do you... Wait. They take out, out the wall? Well, I believe maybe they're not painted directly on the wall. Oh, I see. Like, it's just a very large canvas, perhaps. Got it. Okay, that makes 
much they, more sense. They did say they were in storage. I hadn't considered that, but... Or, I, maybe, might, they, or yeah. maybe they've been protectively covered while the wall is... I don't know. Interesting. But they okay. will return. The article said in 2021, but I believe that's probably later just because of COVID and everything that's gone on with the airport, which we'll get into a little bit later. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to show you this video. The sweet old man. Yeah, he... He just is in the video. It's an apl- an Atlas Atlas Obscura video, and he's describing how the conspiracies have affected him and how he used to be able to go into elementary schools to teach or to share, but now people are saying that his work is is negative and bad, which is I guess part partially is part and parcel of being an artist, but it's just kind of sad to me. Also, yeah. and from kind of my limited educational exposure that his style is very um in line with muralists from the american southwest so again it's kind of jarring if you just see it and don't take the time to take it all in but i think that's what art is about it confronts you yeah um they're good murals they're just when i first saw them i had no clue what we were looking at and i was mm -hmm. like well this is a lot and then when he explains them of like this is why i drew this it's like Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, those are the murals. Check out, check out the show notes for more. Now we're moving on to Blue Mustang by Louise Humanis, which is a 32 foot high sculpture. It's just enormous. Of a wild Mustang rearing up on its hind legs. A horse, not a car. Yes. Yes. A horse, a wild Mustang. Uh, It's painted bright blue. And it has bright red glowing eyes. And it greets airport visitors as they approach the airport. Uh, And it's meant to symbolize Colorado and Denver as a doorway to the West. Kind of the Wild West. Yeah. Wild Mustangs. There are portions of America where wild horses still do roam free. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. My childhood horse girl self is very... You still gotta go visit Chinkatee. Was very into it. I believe I went as a child. I want to go. Yeah, sure. Okay. We can go. We yeah. can go. We Sorry. Can That's look. beside the point. We can like, look at horses. You're not allowed to touch them, though. Don't no. try. I'm not gonna. All right. And this is the the pun that while I was finishing my research and you were sitting watching TikTok, I was just so happy and I almost forgot to include it in my notes, which would have been a tragedy because Emma loves a terrible pun. Yes, I do. So the nickname of this horse, the official, like, art name title is blue mustang yeah due to its glowing red eyes and rather intimidating presence this horse sculpture has been nicknamed blucifer oh my god (laughs) there's nothing better there's nothing better than a great dad joke that's so good Oh, I love it. Yes. So, Lucifer, quote-unquote, the conspiracy is that it represents one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Ooh! They didn't really get into any more detail, but it's a spooky-looking horse, so... It is, like, genuinely, as an artist, the choice of red for the eyes is interesting. Well, fun fact about that, (gasps) which is the fact that Mike, uh, my stepdad, wanted me... To include this sculpture, 
might be a little bit cursed <gasps> because a piece of it actually fell on the artist <gasps> and severed an artery and he died. Oh my gosh. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. So this is his last work that he was ever working on. His children worked together to complete the work for the airport. Uh, and the red eyes are actually an homage to the artist's father who owned a neon shop. And it was actually very cute in one of the articles. <laughs> the artist's children who finished the sculpture after their father's untimely death indicated that hindsight is <laughs> 2020 and that any color of neon would have worked. <laughs> And they chose They red. just didn't think about the fact that red um, maybe would be a lot. Like maybe so, blue? Maybe. Uh, but here's a very cool photo. It's on the Instagram. Of, of the sculpture at night. Oh, that's gorgeous. It's very striking. It and is. I, I will say, I the first time I visited, <laughs> we were driving and I was like, Mom, like, WTF, what is going on? <laughs> but it was the daytime, so you don't maybe notice that its eyes are glowing red. So maybe in the daytime, yeah. it's a little less uh, demonic looking. Yeah. But yes, that's the blue horse. Lucifer. Lucifer. And apparently some people are very much a big fan. Some people hate him and they want him gone. He's not going anywhere. Also, yeah. he's 32 feet high, so Yeah, where are you going to put him? Get a big truck, I guess. Um, so is there a curse surrounding the horse? Like, has anything else happened that has been documented? Or is it just literally that he killed his creator? Yeah, no, that's all that I really... Um, could find. Could find. And as you can see from the picture, it's not like the horse is right by the building. It's very no. much you drive past it yeah, on so the approach. Yeah, so it's not as if you interact with it Yeah, I don't Okay. I don't even know if there's a place where you could like pull off and like take photos with it or something if okay. you wanted to. I don't know. All right. So the last piece of art some people point as being like evil or creepy. I think it's really adorable. Okay. Um is it a doll? No. Okay. But they're a pair of luggage gargoyles. Oh my gosh. So, like I said, some people think they're creepy. I think they're just kind of silly, sort of like Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame. Think like those, those sort of gargoyles. gargoyles. Okay. Um, so, the official title of this installation is called Notre Den Denver. Oh, cute. Uh, and it's by Terry Allen. And it's two cast bronze gargoyles that are popping out of suitcases that are also bronze. And they flank the baggage claim areas. Cute. Okay. So in the European tradition, gargoyles are placed to protect a building and those that inhabit it. Mm -hmm. Also as like a drainage system on yeah. a cathedral and stuff. Um, so at Denver International Airport, these creatures are meant to watch over travelers and ensure the safe delivery of their baggage. And here's a photo of one of them. Oh, They're just cute. They're just popping out of their it little is, suitcase. I can see where some people find it creepy, but I think it has a lot to do with the fact that it's, like, in the gargoyle style. It's not like a... Yeah. It's, it's not unlike what you see on cathedrals. Exactly. But maybe you're not used to seeing them up close, because in yeah. cathedrals, they're significantly so up, high. So up high. Um, they... The gargoyles are currently in storage as well because of construction, oh. but they'll be back. Okay. In one of the videos uh, that I'll show you when we're done recording, audience, it's in the show notes. It looks like they talk. What? So the... Um, They're bronze, right? 
Yes. So I don't, I think maybe just for that specific interview, they did some sort of Disney magic to like have somebody off site with a hidden camera being like, are you Frank? Wow. Sorry. You look like another gargoyle. I know like kind of thing. Um, so I don't think they talk on the regular, but that would be pretty funny too. I guess it would have to depend how my flight went. If I was like willing to play along or if I was like, get that thing away from me. Or get me away from Honestly, that thing. I will say, after getting off of a plane, I am not necessarily an angry person, but I am definitely, like, not, ready to throw up. Not amenable to mischief. No. I, I'm, it, like, if anyone touches me or, like, gets near me after I've gotten off of a plane, like, it's taking everything in my being to get into whatever rental car or bus situation I'm just waiting until I get to wherever I'm staying mm-hmm. to just sit and, like, swallow three times. Like, I can't. I need, I just need to lie down. So there's nothing in me that I think I would... I would probably be like, oh, that's cute, but, like, stop. Like, <laughs> like interesting, but not right now. I would need I would need a heads up as to if it was happening. Yeah. Being yet, surprised by it would not work for me. Yet another reason that I don't think we'd do well on The Amazing Race. Dude, No. I would love to do well on it because I like the idea of a competition like that because mm-hmm. I am a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. However, I am weak. Right now you are. That's we true. could train. We could start running laps with backpacks. Oh, that sounds hard. Yeah. But a million dollars. And you get to travel. Oh, well, after 2020. We could plug the podcast. Dude. Oh, but we'd have to record a lot of episodes to release. In advance. Because they take, yeah, Corey Cool. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say Connor, but that's my husband. Also, Connor Franta. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Old school YouTube. What's up? Um, Cool. So that's that's some art. Again, feel free to check out the Fly Denver website. They have info on all their installations and stuff, which is pretty neat. So now we're going to talk about some more recent conspiracy. Recent? Mm hmm. In more recent years, the uh, Denver International Airport CEO and marketing team have really leaned into the idea of these conspiracies. This I appreciate. Yes. Uh, So in 2016, DIA hosted a conspiracy month during October, (laughs) and they featured an, an exhibition that was full of artifacts from the airport's history, such as a fake alien skull that was planted by maintenance workers. Cute. Uh, and just talking about different conspiracies. It is interesting to note that they don't touch on certain conspiracies, which totally makes sense. Because some of them that are just dumb, I totally you can lean in, you can make jokes about it, but you're not going to make jokes about, like, Nazi powers or whatever so the way they described it is like some things are worth debunking and some are not worth acknowledging which is totally fair Uh, during that month in 2016 they hosted a free screening of close encounters of the third kind nice which was chosen because the coordinates for the alien landing in the 1977 film supposedly point to DIA's location. Actually, they point to an empty field that's 51 miles away, but close enough. Close enough. Close enough to appreciate it. I'm sure people in the area, like if you're from that part, like from Denver or that area, 
when if you're aware of that movie, you're like, oh, that's like our backyard kind of thing. That's so cute. I appreciate, though, that they like went, yeah, this is something we need to lean into because constantly saying, no, no, don't look at that. Like, of course, like the worst possible thing you could do is yeah. be like, no, absolutely not. No. Because then that just fuels people more. But also, it's free advertising absolutely when people talk it about it. I mean, like, you know, Connor's sister was super into it. You yeah. knew about the blue horse and you've never been to Denver. I've never kind of been. Thing. Well, if I have, I don't remember it. Fair. So in July 2018, the airport officially began work on a massive construction update slash overhaul of the Great Hall, which is the main portion of the terminal under those white peaks of um, sort of tent-like material that you were talking about at the top of the show. And the main reason to do, that they're doing that is to expand to serve more passengers. Uh, so when the airport was built in 1995, they were serving 31 million passengers a year. Versus in 2019, they were serving more than 69 million. Jeez. So over double the amount of uh, passengers. Just an insane amount. It's a crushing amount of people. Over the whole year. That is but still yes. just conceptually a crushing amount of people. Yes. Um, so the airport also, keep in mind, was built prior to 9-11. So a lot yes, of, a lot of airports face this challenge, uh, as well of not having room for the more intensive security screening process. You know, for anyone listening that remembers traveling by air prior to 9-11, you still went through security checkpoint, but it didn't require half of a no. giant hall space. Yeah. Um, the architect did point out that the Denver airport was originally designed to be very flexible. So, for instance, there are large trees that are in the kind of atrium area, but they are in pots on rollers. So you oh. can move them around wherever you need to, which was really helpful when they had to accommodate these new security procedures. So, I mean, it very in terms of foresight, they went real far with that kind of thing and yet did not think about their automated luggage system at all. You know, they tried and I feel like by that point in the mid-90s when they were trying to make it work and it turned out that it probably wasn't ever going to really work, they had already built so much on top of it that it's sort of like New York City... uh, Any building, don't. well, any building in New York City, you could be at like a fancy restaurant, but when you go down to the bathroom, it's like down a stairway into like a weird stone, creepy. Yeah. Like they just build on top of stuff, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, or is it the Illuminati headquarters? <gasps> you decide. <laughs> so, uh, they just needed to do an exp- like a renovation, to give more space, uh, and to. Increase efficiency in terms of wait times, line configurations, which I can attest to going through security. I mean, it's like any major airport, you know, you kind of expect it, but it is very much just standing in relatively straight lines, but I'm sure there's a more efficient way for it to be done. Um, But similar to the original construction of the airport, this renovation project has faced major delays and budgetary issues. Uh-oh. Which actually led to the airport releasing the original contracting company from the project. Oh. 
So is it cursed? I don't know. I wouldn't want to go do construction at, at the Denver airport. No. That's just kind of a, a, a single note. Interesting. We'll keep an eye on it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, COVID obviously has caused some issues, uh, but the project has received the green light as of December 2020 to begin phase two and is on track to be completed both within budget and on time by mid-2024. So maybe we'll still get to see it while it's under construction, which would actually be a great thing, Emma, because the marketing team at the airport has very much leaned in using conspiracy-based posters to decorate construction barriers and walls. I love that. Bringing humor to the inconvenient eyesores that come along with a major renovation. I appreciate that. Yes. I really do. Like, even if it were just like, oh, we have another art piece that we're putting on top of this, that would be great. But, like, the fact that they're using it as marketing space, perfect. But these posters are great. I only have room for one of them on the Instagram, you guys. But please, please check out the Den Files link in the show notes and look at all of them because they're so funny. But they're also funny in a way that, they're designed in a way that, they look like typical kind of businessy posters, but then you read the information and you're like, what, what, what? I Which happened that. to me when I went to the airport. And oh. I remember my mom picked me up curbside and I was like, what is this about underground tunnels? <laughs> what? And she's like, oh yeah, there's a bunch of conspiracies. And I'm like, what? How did I not know this? So I'm not going to show Emma on the air because I feel like she's going to have a lot of feelings. I probably will. And we don't want to take too much more of your time. But that's all I've got for you today. That's all right. That was (laughs) awesome. And I hope that post-COVID we will be able to have our own investigation of the truth behind the Denver International Airport conspiracies. Yes. I'm that... Honestly, because it is it is the airport that we're gonna have to fly into to visit your mom. So there's no way for us to not. Well, do we could that, f- right? we could fly into Colorado Springs, but I could be like, "Hey, mom, we specifically want to go either into or out of Denver." Yeah, no, I, I, that would be fine if we chose a different like leaving one so it's closer. But like, that would be so good if we were like, "Hey, Karen, can you like pick us up an hour after our flight lands <laughs> so that we so have." Long. We have a little bit of time where it's like that weird limbo space of like everyone's rushing to get out, but you're still technically cleared so that you can yeah. like stay inside the whole airport. The terminals. Yeah. I would love that. Well, and apparently this renovation is going to offer a lot more food and shopping options too. Oh, that's exciting. Although I remember the food options being pretty Just fine. decent. Yeah. Like there's a Tex-Mex place Ooh. up on the third oh. floor. Interesting that- choice for Colorado, but okay. Well, it's, it's like in that weird place of like, it's not soup, it's not Southwest, but it's close enough to the Southwest that it, I'd trust the Tex-Mex in Colorado more than I would in Virginia. You know what That's I mean? That's totally fair. <laughs> I don't like, as, the further up we get in the US, the less I trust any kind of like Mexican or South American food. Or unless barbecue. It's, or exactly. Or unless it's owned by... Someone who is yes that that who has that kind of training of like this is you like either what my grandmother culture. made or yep. like this is what I trained to make like I don't trust you unless you have that yeah in your bucket but um 
when we were in, when I was in Cambridge for my study abroad program in college, across the street from where we were staying was a burrito place. Hmm. And all these American kids, we were all craving home about the third weekend, and we went as a little group, and we were like, you know what, we're all going to go and get burritos. We all get our burritos, we all sit down at the tables, we each take a bite of our burritos. All of us are like, oh my gosh, there's no flavor. There's absolutely <laughs> no flavor. Like, they barely put salt on anything. And it was oh. like beans and rice and chicken and, and like all this. And we were like, oh my gosh, not even the salsa is spicy. <laughs> Like, let's just dis- yeah. let's just make sure that we all know Mexican food is not in England's wheelhouse. It's just not there. Yeah, it's just not there. Indian food, yes. Yeah. Oh, Go for why it. are you? I remember on my study abroad trip, the first two weeks we were traveling around Ireland and Scotland, but then we finally got to London as like our home base. We were staying at a university, and I remember so many people in our class, which. To be fair, this trip was kind of people from multiple different schools. Yeah. So there were people who went to school in Texas, I assume from Texas as well. And I just remember them being so excited that London had Chipotle, which also, oh my like, gosh. Chipotle isn't real Mexican food, no. but I guess in the UK it's the closest, the closest. you're going to get. I just remember them being so excited. And I'm not a super huge, like, Tex-Mex person anyway, yeah. but I just remember being kind of judgy of like why are you out of all the things you could eat in england <laughs> like, this is what you choose i just remember i had a recovered memory oh just now that i made a promise to myself for that trip that i would not go to any chain that we have in the u.s on that trip unless it was like late at night and i just <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted mcdonald's french fries you know yeah that whole situation. Yeah, I totally get that. But I just remember being like, no, I'm not going to go to a Chipotle. No, I'm going to go gonna, to the kebab truck. I'm going to get Indian food. Or I'm going to go to Nando's. They have Nando's here Bit now. Bit of a cheeky Nando's. The fact that they have Nando's here now is just so great. Just an old town. Just chilling. It is. This was... An, I have not eaten lunch, so this was a poor mistake. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, thank you for joining us on, yes. on this episode. Thank you, Shannon. Yeah. That was so good. I, I, I thought I could help us all manifest travel, but also lighten your airport-related stress you. from my last episode. I do appreciate that. If I'm able to ever see those gargoyles in person, I think I'd be very happy. We'll put it on the Instagram if we ever do. And yes. then we'll know who the real fans are, because yeah. people who mm. weren't here from the beginning will be very confused Yes, if we just are like... <laughs> us with some gargoyles or a giant blue horse chillin if you would like to see any of those photos all the photos from today's episode you can find us on instagram at this podcast doesn't exist give us a like give us a comment we love to see it we love to interact with you please come and hang out yes and if you have any stories have you ever been to the denver airport yes because i would love to know if maybe you've encountered something maybe there's been a weirdly suspicious looking lizard person just chilling in the corner and maybe it's a maintenance person or maybe it's the illuminati we don't know but let us know what you think if you've ever been there if you find it creepy if you have any suggestions as to what other maybe conspiracy theories unsolved mysteries that we could do later um please let us know and send us an email at this podcast doesn't exist at gmail.com we really want to hear from you. Also, yes. ghost stories, just please. Also, shout out to Jesse for being our first yes! 
is our Baby's in, first email. Our inaugural email. We very much appreciate it. Thank you to anyone who's subscribed recently. Connor was explaining to me that our numbers have recently risen. So thank you for that holiday bump. Yeah. We appreciate it. We hope you stick around. Please, if you're enjoying yourself, like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, give us a review. We would love to count you as part of our podcast family. Yes, and if you ever complete a bingo or if you, like, lose a bingo, just post it and tag us and let us know how you did. We'd really like to see those kinds of interactions with you guys. I really, I, I am one of, I, as one of the podcast hosts, I don't play the bingo, um, mostly because I listen to us multiple times before I have to post these. So I want I want to see what uh, whether or not you guys win. And if you do, we'll shout you out on our podcast episode. On our episode. <laughs> on our podcast. On our the one, podcast. The one that you are listening to right, right now. now. Or are you? Because remember. This podcast doesn't exist.